0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone ouster Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and the most important person, my main man,
1: JC, John Coleman. JC, yeah. I threw Who's you prefer- off with th- that. Uh, yeah, because you it wasn't the cadence hey everybody out there
0: cadence hey everybody out there how about this john i Mm -hmm. missed you homie man. i I literally missed you we typically for those newer to the show we typically don't have that many guests on yeah i'm guessing one out of every nine episodes yeah we feature a guest host yeah however It's been a minute since you and I sat down to do our thing.
1: Yep, and here I am. And
0: I've been hearing about it. People are like, hey, I love
1: your guests. They're amazing, but they're no JC. That's obvious. Yes, that's clear. That's obvious. But I also don't know. It's good to switch it up, though. Eight in a row, eight guests in a row. Was it really eight in a row? I don't know. It was like five.
0: I mean, we had Tony from Namba. We had Dave Savage with Morgan's coach. That's true. It was
1: five. We had Credit, Credit Christie, Christie, and then, and then our we home, had our,
0: our, our friends from Rosegate.
1: Our new friends at Rosegate Mortgage. Wow. Shout out the city beautiful Charlotte.
0: Uh, I think it's not the city beautiful, is it? I think it's the queen city we learned. <laughs> no, I don't
1: know. It's or the give queen a shit.
0: city Charlotte. Yeah. Hey, shout out to our friends. So by the time you listen to this yep. episode, if you're listening real time, mm-hmm. that means you're on YouTube and you're watching it, or you've tuned into your Spotify, your Apple podcast, it's Friday and it's not just any friday it's friday that my football season kicks off because i along with seven of my network friends colleague Mm -hmm. are out at the university of central florida we are representing our black and gold we are sitting down and we are listening to gus malzone coach malzone talk about the season introduce us to the starting lineup to the players and we're eating lunch and sitting at our lunch table, probably a player or a coach, so, or maybe one of both. So,
1: what level of booster do you have to get to? What platinum level to get that kind of access? Shit, JC they probably have a secret is, flip phone. To if give
0: you, you guys. love your school and you support your team, that's what you do. You know, so, like, we are repping the UCF helmet. If you're watching on the U, yeah, I
1: love my school too. But you know, every time I go back to the University of Tampa, you know what I see? Cleaner buildings, brand new facilities. Where's this shit when I was there? My My tuition money hard at work before you get started i'm glad you had a helmet because have you seen that johnny manzel doc
0: i've not seen the johnny menzel but it was so
1: inspirational because no joke that was me (laughs) minus the talent but that was me before every game yeah Uh, but
0: i think you're further along in life right now that, uh, oh, you're, you're talking about you're trying to do your JV career. Yeah, my
1: JV. And then
0: you're you're trying to uh, yeah. correlate that to his NFL career.
1: It, NFL. Like
0: homeboy yeah. didn't watch film Didn't at watch all.
1: film, showed up smacked, wasted. And I was literally me and I was like, wow. I, he did it at the pro level. I did it at the JV level as a senior.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. No, I do look forward to watching that. No, we just finished the latest season of uh, Lincoln Lawyer the tv show not the movie is madison mcconaughey
1: oh by the way i'm also about to cancel all my subscriptions because apparently you can get everything on tubi for free okay tubi yes is Tubi
0: legit or is it like pirated
1: no it's legit but i don't know they must be stealing your data because they have everything they throw up a couple of shitty commercials every once in a while but they literally have every movie every tv show it's kind of weird well
0: what we'll to check it out you know what is legit this... we're talking about
1: charlotte we're oh, talking yeah. about
0: Rosegate. so it, it's friday by the time you're watching this And I'm chilling at the UCF football luncheon. I'm getting ready for Justin and Amir to make their trek up because we're going to record Tuesday's episode with Justin and Amir from Growth Only Coaching. They'll be our guest on Tuesday. But no, we're going to physically be in Charlotte, North Carolina, August 24th. I checked the RSVP list. We are over 115 RSVPs right now for this half day free, by the way, free. Thanks to the sponsors free mortgage sales mastermind with yours truly. You and I are going to be up in Charlotte Mm -hmm. because our friends at Rosegate are bringing us up there, but we're making us available to everybody. And we're going to be teaching loan officers best practices, tactical strategy, plus some motivation so that they can finish this year strong. So if you're in or around the greater Charlotte area and you want to come hang out with us, they're doing it at a brewery. We're gonna bring the funk and bring the noise, and then we're all gonna hang out together and have like a celebratory getting to know you IPA, if you're me. So that's pretty cool. I look forward to having guest speakers on. In fact, I've already lined up a top producer, a one percenter, he's gonna be coming on. I've already lined up Credit Christie to come on and teach personality profiling. And Jeff Zimfer is going to be one of our guests. It's a, it's a third call that we're gonna have with our members. Mm-hmm. Jeff Zemfer, if you don't know him, one he has one of the most badass products that I've recently been introduced to. Okay, we teach and talk to loan officers all the time about the need to get out there and host events and to network. Host, and one of those events is a lunch and learn. So many people don't know where to start, who to invite, or have the system or process in place. Jeff has a product that you can invest in that will help you take your lunch and learn game to the next level. Jeff also has a really awesome podcast that I look forward to being on as a guest. And then next time you and I are in Vegas, because that's where Jeff lives, we want to be a part of that. And Jeff came to us because of our new connection with Mike McAllister with Empower LO. On that note, today's episode is kind of brought to you by inspiration on a sales call you and I had with our TLOP team, Mm -hmm. figuring out like, Hey, where are we going wrong on the messaging? How do people not see the light that literally, if you're not closing three loans a month, you need help. You're probably scared. You're probably lost. You don't know what to do. You need help. You've recently launched your business and you're not investing in it. Come on boys and girls who does that, who opens their own business and doesn't invest in it. Like this is the only industry I know where people think they can, start their business, which by the way, if you're a loan officer, you work for John Coleman, LLC. I work for Dustin Owen escort. Okay. Like we are self-employed, even though we may work for a top 50 lender in the country, the 400 commission, we're self-employed. Okay. And we're not investing in that business. Like, can you name one business out there that you could start for less than $5,000? Probably not. You probably could not. However, this is an industry that a few hundred dollars, you can go get your 20-hour course knocked out. Check out our friends over at Knowledge Coop. If you go to TLOPonline.com, there's a discount code. Then you have to study for and pass the exam. If you want to pass it first time, you should check out MLO Study Buddy. But you're you're still into that for less than a grand, all in. You take your test, you pass. Now you go get hired. Yeah. Wherever you may get hired at So you may get hired at Edge Home. You may go work for a guaranteed rate or across country.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you're still 100% commission. You still don't know what you're doing. You still have no experience, and you don't have any referral sources yet. People are like, "Yep, yeah, I'm done. I'm out. Of, I'm out of money. I'm tapped out."
1: Yeah, because I played all that money just so I could get the ticket to play here in this playground. So. No, you
0: you need to invest in your business. And I'm telling you, before you go to conferences, which I love conferences as much, if not more than most people, but a conference is gonna cost me a plane ticket. It's gonna cost me hotel rooms. It's gonna cost me whatever debauchery costs me because I'm out of town and I'm at a conference. I'm probably staying out late, probably going to the bar and I'm paying $15 for that drink that I could have had the whole bottle for 30 Uh, bucks if I just went to the local uh, liquor store. about the experience. Okay, it's about the experience. Thank you, Sean. You know, it's like, what does that cost me? $1,500, $2,500? Because I have to pay the ticket to get in. Mm -hmm. Most conferences are on the cheap end, three ninety-five. dollars On the more expensive end, they're a full $1,500. We all need a badass CRM. If we're going to be true sales professionals, I don't care about your industry. You need a CRM. But you know what? You don't need a CRM if you don't have leads. You don't need a CRM if you don't have referral sources. You don't need a CRM if you don't have past clients. So before you go dropping money onto the CRM that you eventually will need. Why won't you invest in your business to learn what to do, what to say, how to overcome that objection, how to structure your work week, right? What, what, what are the, st- the statistics in terms of the KPIs or the numbers? What are marketing ideas that work? Let me get some training videos so that I can continue to learn as I grow. And people aren't necessarily doing that. So we are on this call, And we're like, man, we are so proud of what we have built. We love this offering. We do think it's the best bang for buck in the industry. It's priced for that reason. And people just aren't responding at the magnitude we thought they would. And what I came down to is we are not uncovering their pain, describing their pain, and we're not selling emotionally. That was, that was my year on the call. That was my feedback to the group. So then you said to me, that would make a great podcast episode.
1: That's how it works. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how the sausage is made.
0: And I said, you know what, John, I think you think you're right because this applies to my real estate investors. This applies to my sister who runs a business that basically supports mental health counselors. This applies to my buddy, the dentist. This applies to the realtors that loan officers call on. We all need to do a better job of selling emotionally. Selling emotionally. Meaning, are we uncovering the true pain of our targeted audience? Sometimes we have to even point it out to them because they don't even recognize it. Or are we getting so caught up in our cutesy slogans and our catchphrases and our theme of the year or theme of the quarter, at which point no one gets that. So the case in point that that I used with you as an individual and even with our team is this, our team loves the fact that we're branch manager in a box and I love it too. I fell in love with it. I'm like, that's super cute. That summarizes who we are. But if I just told someone we're branch manager in a box, they're like, what does that mean to me? It has to mean something to them. So I coach the team. You have to ask people, do you feel lost? Do you feel scared? Are you afraid you won't make it? Okay. Yes. Yes. I haven't put it in those words, but yes, I do feel that way. What if I told you I have your solution? Oh, you have a solution to my fears? To to my my worry? Yes. Would you want to talk about that? You gotta be open to it. Right. So, uh, uh, you have to lead that way. Then when you describe the, the features, whether they are marketing ideas, whether they are live sales calls with one of the best sales coaches in the industry, it could be training videos. It could be trackers and guides and tools. It could be partnerships with some of the best companies. As you get through your features, then you can put your pretty bow of just think of us as your branch manager in a box. But all I had to do is flip the script. I couldn't lead with that. I first, Had to get an emotional response. I first had to hook them by sometimes touching a pain point. Ow, that hurts! Oh, wait a minute, got your attention, right? It's what my dad used to do when he grabbed me by the ear, right? He grabbed my ear, catch my attention. My dad flicked me behind the ear. Your dad would do that stuff to you.
1: Quick two piece, a two piece. (laughs) Yeah. What is that? You know, just a quick combo. Just you no know, one two. No fuck. That's it. Quick two, Ever bit. in the face or nah, in the body. Like stomach, you know, someone make you perk up, sit up straight. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. No,
0: I'm just I'm getting like flicked <laughs> no, in the no, ear wow, really that, hard.
1: I wish it was that docile. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. But we sometimes <laughs> are we flicking our client in the ear. So I use this as you as an example. Like I look at you for anyone who hasn't met JC in person. Come to Charlotte. Yeah. Uh. Or honestly, dude, we're gonna be at Namba mm-hmm. in September. It's a conference in Orlando. Just had Tony Thompson on. Shout, Shout to Tony. out to Tony. And then we're gonna be in um, Philadelphia in October. Way to weave that in organically. So people have three ways to meet John Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte on in the 24th of August. Mm-hmm. September 15th ish mm-hmm. in Orlando or October up in uh, Philadelphia for the mortgage bankers association annual conference. So, yeah, like, but when you meet him, you're like, Oh wow. You're taller than I thought you'd be. Truth. He is Of
1: a short torso.
0: Second thing is this John cares about how he looks. He likes to work out. He always dresses well. He always matches his shoes, matches top. Mm-hmm. He always smells good. Try like to. he's bougie like that. Yeah. Okay. John probably looks in the mirror most days. And says, damn, I look
1: good. Most. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I don't even look at myself, to be honest. That's how not vain I am.
0: Yeah, but you you just got a tight shave. You just you, your wife just cut your hair. I shave it myself you're, now because it's getting to that point. Okay, yeah. is it? You're wearing some new J's. The yeah. new J's match match your new shirt perfectly. Sure. And although your jeans look like you bought them off at the goodwill, yeah, I know co- they, them
1: just don't cost like they came off the goodwill.
0: I know you spent about four hundred dollars <laughs> on them, uh, and and they're probably tightly pressed. They are. Okay, so if I was in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm and I wanted John Coleman to buy my product, I'm going to have to attack him emotionally. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to actually create a problem,
1: problem that he didn't even know existed.
0: A problem he didn't even know existed. I may have to tap into an insecurity oh. that maybe is so suppressed mm-hmm. that he didn't even know it existed. Or I may even have to create an insecurity that he never thought of. Because mm-hmm. if I just go to John's, Hey, John, I had this program in six weeks for less than $250. I can put 15 pounds of lean muscle mass on you. All I need you to do, man, sign up for this demo that I'm having tomorrow and I'll give you a chance to win a free t-shirt and I'll talk about it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And John be like, ah, that sounds good. Me, you know, 15 pounds of lean muscle. That wouldn't hurt me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know demo it's at work and for what a t-shirt, all right, man. Yeah, just send me the info. Mm-hmm. Probably what you would have told me. Yeah, man, send me the info. Right? If I walked up to John Coleman and I said to him, John, you try. You tired of being that skinny? Huh? Yeah, man. I mean, I see you care about how you look. Yeah just based on how you dress. Should've seen me five years ago, what I look like. Yeah, but man, do you know how much better you would look with just like 15 pounds of lean muscle on you?
1: If I didn't already love myself 150,000% my response would be, No, nah, I mean, I, don't, I kinda like the way I look.
0: Yeah, hey look, you, you may be happy with the way you look, right? I think you'd look better with 15 pounds of lean muscle put on you. I'd love an opportunity for you to learn more about how I could do that for you in six weeks or less. And the cost is literally less than like three months of your gym membership. All I need you to do now I have my request, right? That's me trying to elicit emotional response from John. Mm -hmm. Let me go through some other industries for you. Okay. And I'm going to get some more basics uh, so that people can, the goal is this to introduce you to the thought process, introduce you to the idea. Mm -hmm. You on your own have to go seek out more information Mm -hmm. or you have to start brainstorming The way that many of us brainstorm isn't necessarily idea dropping on a whiteboard, Mm -hmm. although that is how I love to brainstorm. Sometimes brainstorming is throwing a crap against the the wall to see what sticks, meaning try some things out, play with it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Whether it's with one of your buddies in the office, whether it's with a client that you feel like that client for however you assess them is worth you being able to audition and practice. It's what comics Mm -hmm. do, right? Comics go to an unknown comedy club, on a random day, unannounced, mm-hmm. and they work on their new set. As sales professionals, we are performers. We have to also work on our new set. Mm-hmm. I might not work on my new set if I know my audience is VIP. But if I know my audience is not VIP, right? Maybe it's somebody that I have a good chance that they're not ready to qualify yet, or maybe I'm a little concerned. Their credit score is going to come in too low for, for me to be able to approve them. Or maybe the referral source was one in which they literally called me randomly and I and they're not tied to someone. As a sales professional, I may audition or try out new material on them because that way if it doesn't work and it blows up in my face, yeah. I didn't lose a whole lot. Yeah. But um, I'm sharing these ideas with, with the audience today in hopes that they have to ask themselves, oh, do I spend too much time selling the features and not selling how I help my consumer, my client solve a problem, or how do I help them cure a pain that they're having?
1: What are some emotional cues that you would kind of pick up on for those of us who are just emotionally blind and can't see it? Like what are some cues if you're on the phone or talking to a a potential borrower or, or, you know, Um, a client that you would pick up on? Is it the way they look? Is it a verbal cue? What are some like three or four things you might notice when you're like, aha, there's something and I need to lean into that a little more?
0: Uh, I think just by having a conversation with someone and asking questions and then listening, intently listening, not asking a question just so you can get the information you need while you also look at your email. Like you truly listen to how they're responding. I think things that I'm looking for is where do they seem nervous? What are they scared of? What, what makes them fearful? Or sometimes when someone is very brash and over the top, like, okay, well, what are they masking? What are they, what are they hiding? Right? People like me are loud and boisterous and center of the attention because what we tend to be masking is all of our insecurities, right? We are projecting this, you know, center of influence, everybody likes me because deep down inside, we're afraid that nobody likes us, right? So you have to be able to pick up on that. Some of it's just you get to study it. You have to study. There's courses you can take, whether it's body language, whether it's personality profiling, there's books you can read. I will teach anybody to ask questions. Ask your, your perspective client up front. Hey, what's most important to you? What is it that concerns you the most about going through this process? what excites you? Is there anyone else included in the decision-making process? Because if they are, I'd love to have a conversation with the both of you at the same time. What am I really fishing for in that? Well, I want you to tell me what's most important to you because I'll cater to that. I want you to tell me what you're fearful of because that's the pain I have to solve. And then I want to know about is someone else included in the decision-making process because are you the decision-maker? I learned that early on in sales selling TV advertising. I would get meetings all the time with the marketing director and my sales manager wouldn't go with me on the meeting. He said, that's a wasted meeting. That's a waste of my time. I wasted your time. I'm like, no, I got the marketing director.
1: He's not the decision maker. Damn it. Facts. I remember yes, I got that a lot. She
0: was not the decision maker. The decision maker is the owner or the CEO. And at the end of the day, the marketing director is going to take that person a idea.
1: Just rob it. Take it for you and not pay you no money.
0: But are they going to pitch and present the idea as good right, as you do? Right. So, yeah. So the answer is, look, I would love to meet the marketing director as well as your CEO, because the information I'm going to share is super important. Sometimes it's very detailed and I would like for everyone to hear it at the same time and be able to ask questions at the same time. So that way I know we're always on the same page. So I love to ask questions upfront in early, anytime I'm selling, anytime I'm selling my goal, I want to overcome any objection. I think you're going to have before, you ask it before you present it. I also want to make sure that I find out how I need to cater to you based on your personality, based on your fears, based on the things that excite you. I need to determine, are there any potential potholes that I'm not aware of? Potholes aren't necessarily in your income, your assets. If you're in your job history, if you are a loan officer, potholes could be a spouse, a significant other, a parent, who also is going to have a say and influence over you. So those are things that I'm looking for, but back on to like giving people ideas of how like we can use words or we can rewrite the words that we use. We can rework the copy. Uh, let me use this one that my real estate investor buddies use all the time. If they are trying to buy your house from you, John, they make sure they use the word house house. House,
1: not home property,
0: yeah. real estate, never the word home. Home is where the heart is. Home is where you raised your children. So it's never a home. If I'm trying to purchase that thing from you, I just want to talk about the property. Yeah. Let's just talk about the property. Let's talk about this piece of real estate that you own. right? It's very much an object at that time. But if I'm a realtor and I'm trying to show someone the value of home ownership and they're on the fence, they don't know if they're ready to pull the trigger, but I feel like they're a perfect home buyer for today's market, and that it would be a financially responsible decision for them to make. I wanna talk to them about their home. And not just their home. I wanna talk about their home. I wanna talk about their furniture. Out of curiosity, when you look at this home, where do you see your bed going? Or where do you see the TV going? What's the first thing you're gonna do once you get moved in? Do you think you'll be hosting Thanksgiving ever? You think you're gonna do a housewarming party? Right? You want people falling in love with that, with the the memories they're gonna make and being less concerned that, look, they have champagne taste and a beer budget. Most home buyers do in today's market, mm-hmm. right? They want the pristine, brand new, nothing's broken house, but they can't afford 600 grand. They can only afford 375,000. So at 375, what you get is a used certified pre-owned
1: yeah, oh, home, yeah. Right? that's what it is certified and, pre-owned
0: and, and look that that home's going to need a little bit of your own tlc tender loving care but it's still going to be your home where you're also going to make memories so when i'm on the real estate side of a transaction and i'm talking to a home buyer those are the questions that i'm asking them so trying to elicit an emotional response so that it, it becomes less about my transaction fee and less about um, well, this home may need a new AC in six years, or gosh, I don't like the color of that paint. Well, Hey, you can repaint the living room. As soon as you buy the house, don't use the word house. As soon as you make this your own home, all right? So these are some things when we talk about emotional selling. These are just slight variances that we all can make. If I'm trying to buy something, I talk about the property, right? Talk about the house. If I'm trying to sell real estate, I talk about the home loan officers. Y'all can use this too. You want to be one in which you are your clients, everything. You're the source of information. You are their go-to. You're going to hold their hand. And when you're talking about, about their transaction, spend three to five minutes asking them about their new home. You too can ask them about what they plan on doing first and what type of events they're going to be hosting and all of that good stuff, because it gets them happy. It makes them drop their guard, which then makes them a better client because they're more pliable. They're more willing to take your advice and trust you. And ultimately that's what we're going for. So we're a listening and emotional response. Sometimes, and I use my sister's business for this. So think about this. My sister offers services to a mental health counselor. John, if you were a um, marriage counselor, and your wife did, I don't know, um, uh, teens with anxiety and your, your other buddy was substance abuse. You all are different counselors. Well, counselors become counselors because they care about other humans and they want to fix them emotionally and mentally. Mm-hmm. They didn't necessarily become counselors because they were great business people or great entrepreneurs or great sales and marketing professionals. No, they want to be the best counselor. However, they still have to, attract clients. They start to be able to, to, accept clients payments because no one is going to college to become a counselor, to do it pro bono. They're doing it to make a living. So if you're going to do something, that would well be the best at it and be paid appropriately and handsomely for it. But you need someone in your corner to show you the ropes when it comes to the business side of things. That is a service that my sister offers okay. to mental health counselors. That's probably the best way for me to, um,
1: to extrapolate what you're trying to explain.
0: There we go. Yep. Set the tone, set the stage, paint the the, the biggest and best picture. Right, gotcha. Well, she and I meet once a month for lunch. Good time for she and I to catch up, get to ask her how her kids are doing, tell her how my kids are doing. We both can make fun of mom and dad. And I then ask her about her business because she doesn't have someone to turn to, right? She doesn't have an advertising degree or a marketing degree. I mean, she has an early childhood education degree And then herself became a counselor before running programs and then now opening up her own business. And her clients are these counselors, these professionals, these mental health professionals who aren't entrepreneurs and business owners. And she has to sell them as well. And she can't sometimes get them to wrap their head around the investment that they're going to make. So she and I were sitting down, this was probably a week or two ago, And we were just kind of brainstorming ideas so that she can increase her, her client base. And I just said to her, I said, look, Melissa, at some point you have to hit these people with accounts like you have to uncover what's important to them. So what's most important to them? And she couldn't answer me. I said, cool. That's your next mission. Reach out to 10 of your favorite clients and ask them what's important to them. Ask them what keeps them up at night. Ask them, Uh, where they see their business 12, 24, and 36 months from now. And then your next 10 leads that come in, ask them as well. So now you have a sample size. You have people who don't know you at all. You have people who know you really well. And from there, you're going to end up being able to put together your sales strategy, but your sales strategy needs to tug at heartstrings. It also sometimes needs to kick them in the gut a little bit. It's a reality check. So her clients, right now, let's say they're trying to pinch pennies and they don't want to go all in on her platinum service. Her platinum service basically allows her to not only coach them, not only offer them continuing education, but help them uh, get signed up. The word is called credentialed, but signed up with up to six insurance agencies, whether it's United, Cigna, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, or even like Medicaid, right there. That's someone has to do that. And people who are, who are mental health counselors don't know how to do that. So they don't want to pay that money. Oh, I don't know if I can pay that money. I said, okay, well first you have to hit them where it counts. You have to ask them, why did you become a mental health counselor anyway? Get them talking. So what you're, what you're telling me is you're not willing to invest in your business. Although you chose this for a career. Well, you know, I chose it cause I really love helping people and I relate to a lot of my patients and, I was once like them, like these are standard mental health counselors. I said, okay, but why did you do this? Like you chose this for your profession and you're sitting here right now telling me that you're willing to do it for free. Oh, no, I'm not willing to do it for free. Well, you're trying to make money, right? Yeah, but it's not about the money. You're right. It's not about the money. Like you didn't go into sales sales. People are going to sales because they want to make a lot of money. You went into mental health, but you still owe it to yourself to make what you're worth. So let me ask you a question, what are you worth and are you earning it? And the answer, this is her uncovering that emotional response and the answer typically with, with her patient, with her clients, uh, they have patients, she has clients, but with her clients is, well, no, I'm not making what I'm worth. Okay. Well, what's it going to take? Is it gonna take more patience. Yes. Well, how do you get more patience? Well, I need to get the word out. That I offer these services in my location. Well, it's one of the ways you get your word out by accepting insurance, because when you accept insurance and you're a provider, two things happen. The bad thing is you probably make a lot less when you accept from insurance. That's just how the world works. But you have a steady stream of clients because, John, if you needed that service and you're a United Healthcare um, insurance holder. You're gonna go to United's website. You're gonna look for a service provider in your neighborhood who takes your insurance, right? That's how all of this works. So I told her, quit selling your features, quit packaging it and calling it the platinum. And no, you have to get one-on-one. I read this recently, I think it was Renee Rodriguez. Marketing is a message to many. Sales or selling happens one-on-one. Said Melissa, you have to get one-on-one with these people. And then you have to hit them where it hurts Sometimes uncovering pain that they didn't recognize was even there. But you ask them, why did you get that degree? Let them go through all the fluffy answers. Okay, that was the passion behind your decision. But why did you go to school? Because you wanted to earn a living. And you're hoping by going to college, you're going to earn a living that was better than what you could earn not going to college. Are you earning that living? The answer is no. Why not? I don't have enough patience. Why don't you have enough patience? Ah, because you don't have any systems, you don't have any processes. That's a pain that they have that she can solve. And then there's one more emotion that she and I helped uncover through our lunch last week. It's this one. Mr. or Mrs. Mental Health Counselor, if you truly got in this for the people and you're only currently assisting 16 people per week and not 40 people per week, are you really doing what you are what you are called to do? Are you following your true calling? Huh? What I'm asking you, if you're only helping 16 people and not 40, if you're good at what you do, which John, would you say you're good at what you do? Mm-hmm. Would you say like you're really good cause you care about being the best therapist for your clients? Mm-hmm. If you're only helping 16, but you can afford time wise to help 40, you're missing the mark. You are not living up to your potential and you are leaving people out there to their own laurels. You're leaving people out there not getting the treatment that they need.
1: You're doing them a disservice by not reaching out and doing everything you need to do to get your name out there.
0: Yeah, I can help you turn 16 patients into 40. I can help you increase the income that you bring home because you ultimately went to college because you wanted a career that could help you afford a certain lifestyle that you wanted to live. Plus a lifestyle that allowed you to save for retirement. But what I'm going to need you to do, change your mindset, look at your business as a business, and then let me help you with the systems, the process of the coaching, the, for her continuing education, and allowing you to get credentialed, which will then bring more patients with, which then brings more revenue. But it took that type of a conversation, which was way different than what she was having before her calendars to start just getting filled up and filled up and filled up. So that's what we mean when we talk about emotional selling. It's, it's uncovering that pain. Where's the pain? If you can uncover pain and then you can provide a solution to that pain, whatever your product or your service is, you will always be a leader in your industry as it pertains to how many clients you serve, how much revenue you bring into the door. But if you're not looking to solve pain or solve a problem or worse, like the pain doesn't always just raise its hand. Like, Hey, I'm right here. Look at me. Sometimes you have to peel the layers of onion back. You as the professional with the service to provide, you have to peel back the layers, ask the right questions, Sometimes, like I would have done to you if I was trying to sell you some kind of a program to help you put on 15 pounds of lean mass, I have to create it. It's there. If it's not there, you literally will look at me and be like, you're wrong, homie.
1: Mm.
0: Nope, you couldn't be more wrong about me. Okay, cool, man. Yep, I swung and missed. Numbers game. It is a numbers (laughs) game. But I'm going to tell you, 7 out of 10 times, 7 out of 10 times, my guess was right. My guess is that although you love how you look, you love how you dress and it works for you, if you could pretty quickly and easily put on 15 pounds of lean muscle, you would not pass down that opportunity. Even though you didn't wake up that day saying, man, I wish I was 15 pounds heavier in a good way, Mm -hmm. right? You didn't, but I had to, as the sales rep in that example, I had to create a pain that maybe you forgot was there or create a pain that it was once there, you thought it disappeared, but now this asshole is bringing it back and he may be onto something. So that's what we mean. There you go, man. Yeah. So thank you, Nikki Ray. Thank you, Mark Holmes, because it was our Monday call that really prompted today's episode. Mm -hmm. Because I too, with businesses that I invested in or help run, we too have to look at our sales approach. We too have to look at the words we use and think, are these the right words? Is this the right approach? Mm -hmm. Or do we need to maybe shuffle the deck a little bit? We're still playing with the same cards, Mm -hmm. but we need to shuffle the deck a little bit so that people understand what it is that we truly do versus they think they know, but they really don't know. So that's it.
1: I think that microphone might be the best therapist you ever had, Dustin. This microphone, I, yeah, that's good. That was deep. I know, it went over your head, but this
0: um, microphone is a fantastic therapist. Yes. you
1: need That was good for you. That was, like you
0: were yeah, just yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of what this show has done for, for, for me and you. Yeah, right. Just think about how physically illiterate you would have been if I'm you hadn't still illiterate. This
1: show. I am. You're I just, not even <laughs>
0: close to what you were three years I'm ago. Not, I
1: know a lot. I do know a lot now. And
0: yes, I get to process my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I get to practice ideas. Yeah. By coming on this show and and, and teaching and entertaining and um, talking.
1: Edutainment, we
0: call it. Edutainment. Look, if you like what we're doing, please continue to tune in. We are on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're Apple. Basically anywhere that you can find podcasts. If you love us, share the love. Mm-hmm. Share the love. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a coworker to listen to the show. And if you are a mortgage loan originator and you love this show and you want to look for ways to support us, support us by becoming a premium at a minimum, a premium member of TLOPOnline.com. I promise we will deliver on that small investment. We will deliver three X, five X, 10 X, the value to you. We love it when you become a premium plus member cause that's the most bang for your buck, but if premium plus for various reasons, isn't in your wheelhouse, become a premium member. That's how you can show the love. It's tloponline.com. It's only going to get better every day, starting today. And it's more of JC and it's more of me, but that is literally all the time we have for y'all today. We do like, look forward to catching on the next episode featuring our buddies, Justin and Amir from Growth Only Coach. you
1: kicking me out already.
0: Already, John. <laughs> hey, he's John Coleman. I'm Dustin O. And that's all the time we have for you today. But we look forward to catching you on the next one.